Hello, Hoochies. It is your favorite highly sensitive hood rat, and it is Leo season. I'm one of those people that definitely doesn't count the season starting until it's the next month. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like July Leos, I'm sorry, y'all don't count. You know, technically, I'm one of those people, I'm a January Aquarius. I don't count. I'm in some like, other realm that doesn't exist and that's okay I'm okay with that I am I'm doing me <laughs> so it's officially Leo season the debris of cancer season is nowhere to be found the path is clear I remember one time I was watching this Alfred Hitchcock interview my favorite director ever if so that's so like get to know what this pussy hit like <laughs> and he's the interviewer asked him what is your idea of happiness and his answer was a clear open path coincidentally Alfred Hitchcock is a Leo um, hmm. so yes a clear open path and I've been meditating on that answer since I watched that interview, and this was years ago. This was fucking, what, 2014, 15 maybe? And I am finally understand, you know, happiness can be equated with the clear open path. Because it means the li there's l it's limitless. The possibilities are limitless, and that's every reason to be happy, you know? I remember there being a point where an empty space was scary because it meant responsibility, it meant discipline, it meant order, it meant patience, it meant giving a fuck about yourself. And I didn't know how to do any of those things. So shout out to me for being able to do all of those things and more you know, in this current moment for not being the person I was five years ago and saying, hey, boo, to the person I'm going to be in five years. Oh, can you imagine? Oh, God. Mm. I decided to sit up straight and, like, adjust my posture for that. <laughs> so, as we rest into Leo season. And I want, and I'm just like, we know, I know, I go off, I rant. But all of it is useful information because it is all coming through me from spirit. So listen, things become a little bit easier to, or it becomes easier to move forward when you have a, uh, a system in place, when you have a regimen, when you teach yourself how to do something to your best abilities. And Leo season definitely amplifies that, that my best matters. My best is also enough. You know, I'm enough at any given time. There's no mistake ever being made in who I am, what I see, what I feel, what I think, what I desire, you know, um, 
a lot of womb work has been done on this end, a lot of root work has been done on this end, and I have freed myself from that wounded child that was like living within me. And, you know, I'm able to live for the first time because I'm not carrying shit on my back. You can't really actually enjoy your experiences when you have, when you're still living in your trauma. It's like literally having a whole bunch of shit to carry around. You know, Alexa, play Bag Lady by Erica Badu. So now that I'm at a point where, yeah, I didn't got that shit up off me. I didn't got that weight up off me. I'm light. I'm not clipping my wings no more. And Leo season is giving me the confidence to actually lean into, breathe with, and rest into that truth. And that is what I meant by a regimen, by steps that, that bring out your best. I've learned that that works for me. That sometimes, because of the way trauma has affected me, you either, they, and I'm sure you've heard it, you either you fight, you flight, or you freeze, or you, you know, just tune out. Like, everyone has their way that they deal with trauma. And... Mine was to tune out, that I, I acknowledge that, but also what I absorbed from my mother in the womb was dealing with my problems by freezing, by standing still, by choosing to do nothing. So, you know, as to, with the intention of nothing wrong or nothing else going wrong, but still allowing everything around you to just crumble and break and, and being afraid to move forward, you know, being comfortable, stuck in your trauma. I learned that from my mother before I was even born. So I realized that that's not just, a, that doesn't just apply to the physical. That applies to the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual. And realizing that I myself have been stuck in a certain place. And that movement is needed. And that every time I called myself, you know, and this is just a phrase I'm sure someone have heard, spitting at God for my circumstances or wondering why I feel like I can't move forward, realizing it's because I'm trying to take all this shit with me moving forward. And I can't. No shit you can't move forward. Look at everything you're trying to carry with you, you know? So... I did the work because I wanted to be free and I wanted to fly and that desire I feel in my soul goes all the way back to whatever ancestor was on was a slave and wanted freedom and they never got it and it ate them up inside. It just, it hit different. There's certain things that hit different and you, f and, and the, that anger just, it, it doesn't feel like yours. That sadness doesn't feel like yours. It's transgenerational trauma. It is passed through the womb. It is not yours to carry. You have the strength to release it anytime you want. And that 
is your inheritance from your ancestors. That is the wealth they've passed down, is the strength, the clarity, the assistance from them to do so because they couldn't do it. They didn't have the tools. You do. So I received those messages. I'm passing them on to you, whoever's listening. And I'm here at a place free of that baggage, free of those narratives that don't even connect with me, that don't make any sense to me. And flying. One of my oldest friends, Juliana, her mother, who's the second mother to me, the sweetest woman ever. I remember I had moved to Houston and I was talking to her and out of nowhere, and, and that's why I say second mom, because I've been able to trust her with certain things that I haven't even been able to talk to my mom about. You know, she's she knows how to hold space or, or she makes me feel more comfortable, whatever the case may be. So I'm sitting in my front lawn. We're gonna let the airplane pass. For one reason or another, out of nowhere I tell her, Mama Joe, I wanna fly. I wanna fly. And she's, she's like, what? What do you mean? And I'm like, no, I don't not like go somewhere. Just I want to fly. And I had no idea what I was talking about. And I didn't know what I meant. And I've been meditating on that for years. And that was in 2015 as well. So here I am realizing that it meant I don't want to clip my wings anymore. I don't want to be afraid that I'm going to fall or that I'm not worthy of flying, that I don't deserve to fly, that some mistake has been made in gifting me these wings. I want to fly. I want to be free. And I feel like that can be said for everyone. We're only ever our six, seven-year-old selves still banging on doors to get what we didn't get, you know. I've felt unworthy as long as I can remember. So my inner child, they've been bending backwards, trying to prove how worthy they are. You know, I'll stand up on my ten toes, you know, knowing who the fuck I am now and say that at one point I was only having sex with people to prove how worthy I was because I knew this pussy was good. (laughs) But I mean, that's toxic femininity. That's manipulative. And just thank God. I'm not her anymore. If this year, and especially this last chunk of time that's passed from cancer season and both of those cancer um, moons, that clarity, boo. 
all is connected, all is on time, all is in place, ain't a frame in it. And I just, I, I wish this freedom for everyone. You know, unworthiness, it's, it's a seed. There's certain just things that are either seeds, their roots, you know, or they're the leaves that have grown, you know, they're, they're the, and then there's even fruit that is bared from that tree. So unworthiness, unworthiness, that's, that's the seed. And a lot of shit grows from it. A lot of unnecessary shit grows from it. You know, I at one point realized that the reason that I wasn't accomplishing, or I wasn't saying accomplishing, because I would meet goals of mine. You know, that's who I am. By nature. And I've definitely been in trying to incorporate those words into my lang- everyday language more. And, and just finding out what my language is. Just finding out what works for me. What brings out my best. Because I'm worthy of my best. Feeling like you're unworthy of the best, you settle for shit. And, I, and like I said, I'm not, in, I'm not talking about the physical. I mean, I am talking about the physical, but it starts in the mental, emotional, and the spiritual first before it even makes it to the physical. So you settle for certain emotional processes. You settle for reacting to shit the same way a child would. You settle for people in your life that don't know how to love you and take care of you like your parents didn't you settle for not you know finishing and following through with certain things because you figure I'm not worthy of of a goal being met even if it doesn't turn out the way I want it I'm not worthy of just trying of just doing my best you know feeling like your best isn't enough God, the fruit that that grows from that, my God, ugh. And these, that's root work. Finding out what is the seed, you know, because your physical manifestations will convince you that especially if they're negative and they're back-to-back negative you'll really convince yourself that that's all you're worthy of not knowing that you yourself manifested those very experiences from an, starting from the inside out that epiphany when I when I got hit on the head with that one recently oh girl spirits and have to she didn't have to she didn't have to be that loud when she said it like that. But she did, and, and, and she's right. I'm saying it to you now, and I'm right. You know, hold yourself accountable for the physical manifestations of your life because they started from within you, you know? And like I was speaking on earlier, some of them might not even be of your making. You know, you might have absorbed certain beliefs subconsciously, and have been perpetuating them and manifesting them. And then you've just 
can't see the difference between what's real and what you just are used to. And that's what I mean by having to reteach yourself what really works for you because you are in an environment where that was the intention. You know what I'm saying? I can say, right, oh, a monarch just flew by. <laughs> I can... <laughs> At this point, a certain signs just feel like a forehead kiss from, like, from spirit. Like, like a little kid. When somebody grab your face and kiss your cheek, it's like, mm. <laughs> But, um... Yeah, I can say for a fact, as a mother, that some days I'm not focused on being completely present and trying to, like, really sense out what you're feeling down to the fucking atom and, you know, create this space where you're having an evolved conscious experience. Like, sometimes I just want to fucking feed you, clothe you, change your diaper, and get you to bed without me losing my shit. And that can be said for a lot of parents. And you know, honoring that my parents were just human beings trapped in their trauma freed me from a lot of shit, you know, especially that when you also start getting, when you start kind of tapping back into stuff that did happen in your childhood that is very valid. And you have parents that might have even invalidated those emotions and experiences. Um, you start, you get upset all over again. You're like, why the fuck would my parent do that to me? You know, and then you also, and then you feel even more unworthy. You're like, wow, obviously I'm deserving of that then, right? You know, I'm not worthy of being loved when my own parents couldn't love me. And the, and the, it's the furthest from the truth, the furthest from the truth. You know, there's all, always a connection to something that can make you feel loved and it's inside of your heart. And that's what they mean. And that's what they mean when they say God is in your heart, you know, a place that celebrates you and this, and that celebrates your best is always inside of you you know, but it's, it's, it's hard to tap into if you got a lot of shit blocking that connection, you know, the baggage, the trauma you carry around, the experiences that you refuse to move out of, you know, because you're still looking for someone or something to validate them. Validate your experiences, validate your emotions, and move forward. You know, there is a point where I, um, I heard a friend of mine because I was still in my trauma. It showed itself, which I honor. That just lets me know. I, I, the people that come in my life and they trigger me to the point of like transcendence, they're soulmates of mine and that's, and that's that on that. So we both triggered each other and it's like, like imagine two people holding mirrors and just like blinding each other with light. <laughs> And it showed me the ways that I had been a martyr for the sake of receiving love. Something I taught myself to do as a child because, well, my parents didn't know how to love me. So I figured, okay, I'm going to find out how to do certain things and be certain people, be certain people, be a certain person so my parents can love me. And realizing how this, you know, persona weakens me, literally disgusts me to my core, like, just, just, just like in a fucking mood for no reason. Because why? Because I'm shrinking, because I'm bending, playing small, 
girl, the other day, Spirit hit me with like, are you done playing small yet? I heard her. She was so, oof. She didn't have to yell at me like that. She didn't have to yell at me like that. Because it is. It's playing. It's a role. It is a role. That shit ain't real. In what world... And this is for people, this is for people who, who, who have this particular language and who believe in this. Um, I can't speak for anyone else's um, spiritual beliefs or religion. Disclaimer, over. So how can you claim you're, you know, a child of God, connected with God, have love for God, and you don't see yourself as a reflection of God and feel as powerful and as worthy that you can do shit and be big? How? You see how loud spirit get? That was to me too. Oof, girl, 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 girl. I don't have pearls on, but I'm clutching my jade necklace. Like, oof, shit. You feel me? Though, like, it's really that simple. Like, how you gonna say God got me, but you still acting like God don't got you? How? Because you feel unworthy. Because you're still looking for someone to validate your experiences and your emotions and, and, and help you move out of the space that you're still standing in. You feel me? And I remember the day that I had that conversation with my mother. Obviously, I was talking to fucking air. But just out loud, standing in that truth that, like, my existence here has nothing to do with you. It is none of your business it's not your job to validate it. You cannot invalidate me. And, you know, if you want to think a certain way, you're welcome to think that way, which lets me know that I also have space to think the way I want to. You know, I'm free to live a life independently. And understanding that my mom raised me codependently because she did depend on, on you know, my presence because she felt alone, because she felt unhappy. She felt sad. She's so stuck in her trauma. And, and realizing that that was affecting the way, the way that I connect with women. Like I said, the, you know, what happened between me and my friend was the, like, culmination of all of that. And it was, it, it let me know I need to mind my business. I need to learn to mind my business, you know. But understanding that the only reason that I'm that tapped in and that I'm that focused on everyone else's shit and everyone else's problem and, and, and taking on their energy and their problems as well is because my mother taught me to do so. My mother taught me to care about her feelings more than my own. And when and when even and even if I did attempt to bring up my own feelings, I was literally told, Well, that didn't happen or you're or exaggerating or you know what I mean? Just just so that's 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 it's called gaslighting. It's mentally manipulative. And, it, you know, your life just, it's a, it's, a, it's a root. It's not the seed, but it's the roots that grow from that seed of unworthiness. You know, my mother's unworthiness is what I'm referring to. And the roots of it is her convincing me that I have to live through her to make her feel good. You know, her product, because I came out of her pussy like that. I have to... 
I have to uplift her and I have to validate her emotions. I have to validate her experiences, you know, because she doesn't know how to, but because I'm her child. And then that holds, girl, the dynamics of parent and child and how they have stemmed from slavery days, so damn toxic. That whole, I'm the parent, you the child, so my pain is more important than your pain. What kind of bullshit? Why are you competing with me right now about who hurts the most? Why are you not, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? You're a whole ass adult. Why are you not doing the work to heal yourself so you can teach me how to heal? Parent, you feel me? But, (laughs) child. So, just, yeah. Just, yeah. Um, So, I have been minding my my, my business. I've been minding my business. And this was in cancer season, so I was being prepared to, in Leo season, flourish. I'm flourishing. I'm thriving. And I want to say I might even did a podcast about it or spoke about it at another time. Surviving versus thriving and moving into that and how it was coming. We've been surviving our entire lives. And by surviving, I mean doing what you got to do in the moment just to get by. Doing just enough so you don't have to, you know, go underwater. Kicking, fighting, screaming, doing what, just whatever to keep your head above water. But not actually enjoying yourself. And it's time to thrive. It's time to shine. When I realized that as long as I had a relationship and a connection with my ancestors, that I would always be loved, supported, seen, you know, nurtured, cared for. Who gives a fuck if my parents couldn't love me right? That's not their job. (laughs) Shit. And realizing that it's all choices and all that shit I went through and still deciding to be a person that still wants to love themselves and people around them and still, you know, shit, try to be happy to get peace of mind. That's a choice I made. That's a choice I made. That's a choice my parents failed to make. So it isn't my problem if they don't want to come forward with me and I cannot be standing still trying to bring them with me either. You know, I've spoke about it in previous podcasts. I'm staying with my boyfriend's family because he was arrested a month before my baby was born. So if there's anything I'm manifesting, it's a new home. I remember I got this feeling like I wanted to set it. I wanted to, to... discipline myself. I wanted to treat myself as a home. I realized that I can't manifest a home until I create a home within, that it starts within me, that I can make a choice, that I matter, that those choices matter, that I'm powerful, that I'm magical, that my magic is not a mistake, my wings are not a mistake, that I'm meant to fly. 
So I set the intention that I wanted to create a home within myself. And coincidentally, it was around the new moon. And then I also, my body also wanted me to just refrain. So I stopped eating meat. I stopped eating fast food. I stopped eating dairy, sugar, bread. Um, and I didn't restrict myself. I just didn't have a craving for it. So I didn't eat it out of habit. I gave my body what it wanted. And I felt amazing. And I, in fact, manifested a home. I literally, the point or the, the moment that I'm referring to when I realized, you know, I need to mind my business was that moment when I broke free and was like, I'm, this space that I'm in, it cannot, I, I, I'm, my wings can't fit in it. Therefore, it isn't meant for me. And I want what's meant for me. And technically, what's meant for me is God-given. So there's no mistake being made there. And I saw myself in a new space, like this literally just this big hall or warehouse or something. And I all, what I also saw myself do is I saw myself shut down my emotional labor factory. I literally saw, you know, this the switch where you shut down, it's like a lever from top to bottom and all the electricity shuts down, the factory and the warehouse just went through to a fucking stop. And I told all the workers, go find somebody else because I'm out of the business. I'm no longer carrying around the burden of doing the emotional labor of others. I want to, yeah, there's a situation that happened where I got into it. Or no, I didn't get into it actually. I was fine. I was chilling. But someone projected themselves all over me. And for people who don't know how to deal with their emotions and were taught to do so, they will do so. They will turn their situations, or they will take any situation into an attack against themselves. And they'll find someone who's the person to, like, blame it on. Because it's easier. Especially if they've got mommy issues, it's going to be you. If, or if it's another woman and they've got mommy issues, it's going to be you. So, um, yeah, she projected all over me. And I set the boundary where I said, I'm not taking that on. I'm not meeting you where you're at. And I'm sending you love. But still, my inner child was wounded. She still was very triggered from the experience because it was no different than growing up where I say something that is coming from a good intended, truthful place because I, a child of God, can see things. That's one of my gifts. And instead of you as a mother seeing that it was a gift, you yourself, still stuck, stuck in your trauma, afraid to be seen, you know, lash out at me. So she felt the sensations of that happening again, happening again. And thankfully, I was in a place to reassure her that we're not there anymore, actually. That, that that experience isn't this. We're in the present moment where we didn't went through a lot of shit. It can give you that problem if you need it. But it's not worth my energy. It's not worth me feeling unworthy. You know, I know I'm worthy enough to not have to send some, not have to, you know, belittle someone. I feel so worthy 
that all I can see in you was worthiness too. I literally can't even see the hate that you're sending my way right now. Like I, I, I literally can't recognize it because I'm not in that place anymore. You just, it doesn't know where to find me. So I had to do the work to reassure my inner child that she was safe and that, okay, you're upset. That's you being upset and it has nothing to do with me. It's your business and it's not for me to try to figure out. And realizing that that's too, that's a survival method. That's a coping mechanism. My childhood, my inner child figured out early on. She figured, okay, when I shine, when I take up space, when I see things, when I'm being myself, I get lashed out at. You know, so let me try and think about what they're thinking and try to feel what they're feeling so I can make sense of it so that it won't happen again. Emotional labor that isn't mine. Mental manipulation, anxiety, being stuck in a moment instead of moving forward and out of it, through it. So I did that. I moved out of that moment that convinced me that I needed to try and feel what my mother was feeling and figure out why she was feeling it and stayed in where I was at in my truth. And it freed me. And I shut down the factory and I felt I saw myself in a brand new space, in a new home. And I even felt the resistance of like, you left your mother behind. You have to carry her everywhere you go. You have to, you know, let her put her weight on you. And spirit reassured me that isn't the choice that she made to move. You made a choice to move. You have to live with that choice and show to she. So I went and I twerked and I made my baby lunch. <laughs> And I'd twerk some demons out of me. I'd twerk that weight out of me. And I don't give a fuck if anyone, anyone can't see the profound abundance that is shaking your ass in the mirror and filling yourself and connecting with your body in ways that you didn't allow yourself to do at one time. Literally, the, your connection to your higher self to source energy, to God, to spirit, however you want to call it, see it, it runs down the base of your spine. So when you wind your waist and you arch your back, you're stimulating your connection to God. I'm stimulating my connection to God when I shake my ass in the mirror. And I've been doing so every day to Young Dolph and Key Glock. They're both Leos and the energy, bitch. It hit different. It hit different. Music, talk, like talking your shit, like, yeah, I, I believe in myself. 
because I, I made it here. And I made, I got myself here. Obviously, there was assistance along the way. There were tools that helped me. But I did the work. I moved for it. One foot in front of the fucking other like Anastasia, bitch. And now she's a motherfucking queen. She knew it all along. I knew it all along. But no one would validate it for me. So I, I constantly was feeling like I'm crazy and shit. But still, still realizing that I'm still being pushed towards it and that I still have a desire to move towards it as well. And here I am. Here she is. And I wish that for all my bitches, for all my niggas. Because every nigga is a star. Every nigga is worthy. Every nigga got a legacy to uphold, got wealth in abundance passed down as a birthright. Every nigga got the luxury to feel their emotions and heal from their emotions in ways that their ancestors couldn't. This is black luxury. This is black wealth. Shit. 